Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program every Wednesday morning here on GGR Radio. And we are so thankful that you have joined us this morning. Many of you are very faithful to listen to us. And uh, and I have the screen pulled up here in front of me and I can see who's listening. Now, I can't see where you live, but I can see certainly what towns and, and from around the country are listening in. And I greatly appreciate your faithful uh, support of this program and uh, pastor and I both greatly appreciate that welcome this yes. morning pastor we do we, we Amen. we're grateful to you th- yes. for your listenership and uh, thankful that uh, we can bring this program to you we among the tears is on the air for the very purpose of uh, letting you know uh, about churches missionaries um, pastors uh, etc who have a particular need or an issue going on, things that we can make you aware of so that you can faithfully pray for them. That's the purpose of Weed Among the Tares. And I want to reiterate that this morning. We do have a special guest. I'm going to be bringing him on in just a moment. And But I, first of all, I just want to remind everybody, and Pastor, certainly we need to, of what is going on in the Ukraine right now. Yes, and I just was uh, looking at some uh, issues this morning that are going on, and I saw where uh, Russia had launched two missiles into a place called Freedom Square. And this is an area... Uh, that is designated as a point of freedom for uh, those Ukrainians to come and really express their thoughts, etc. And Russia launched two missiles into that very area. There was no military, uh, uh, you know, installations or anything around that. Killed dozens of people as a result of this. And uh, we certainly do need to be in prayer for those that uh, are in our brethren there and for the country of Ukraine. Many, many things going on there, and we certainly do need to pray for them. Uh, we live in a, uh, a, a crazy world. Amen. We yes, really sir. do. And uh, it certainly points to the Lord coming back um, and hopefully soon. Yes, sir. We want to go to our special guest. He is, <clears throat> excuse me, Pastor Meredith Sears. Brother Sears is pastor of Coastal Light Baptist Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And he has a special story that I wanted to bring this morning to us. Brother Sears, welcome to Wheat Among the Tares. Well, good morning. I appreciate you having me on this morning. Uh, good morning, my brother. Good to hear from you. Brother Williamson, it's very good to hear your voice as yes, well. Yes, sir. God bless you, my friend. Brother Sears, we uh, we want to start because uh, I heard a while back of a uh, an, uh, your story and what occurred in your life. And this is going to, I know, speak to many of those that are listening this morning because 
you know, along the way, we have run across people who have had events in their lives that have been life altering. And uh, brothers, here's I first of all wanted to just give us a little bit of background as far as um, first of all how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and then we will uh, advance in the conversation from there. Absolutely. Uh, well, I was a, a young boy um, in a vacation Bible school in a little small farm town out in southeastern Colorado. And during that time of vacation Bible school, there was a uh, man that actually didn't even attend uh, the church that I was raised in. Here, uh, um, I found out later that he was part of a church that was from a neighboring town, but he was helping in the VBS that year for whatever reason. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know his name. Uh, I tell people uh, that to this day, I believe his name started with an R, if I can remember right. And I can't wait to heaven one day that I'll be able to go up to him and, and uh, throw my arms around him and thank him for leading me to the Lord. But Amen. during that time of VBS that I felt convicted, uh, of course, as a, as a young boy uh, of my sin and knew that Jesus was the answer, knew I needed a Savior. And uh, the the little church that I grew up in was devastated some years ago by a tornado. So the building itself isn't there. But boy, if it were, I could take you right back to the very same room to that little that little table that was made specifically for young boys and girls. Those little chairs around it. And he sat in one of those chairs, and I sat across the table. And he told me how I could know Christ as my Savior. And I remember bowing my head then and trusting Christ as, as Savior as a, as a little boy. So that's, uh, that's my point of salvation. And I thank the Lord for that. I'm glad that as a little boy I could be told about Christ. And, and so uh, all these years later we've seen many boys and girls and, of course, young men and young women and older men and older women come Amen. to know Christ as well. Amen. Well, brother, and I do know children can be saved. They, they need Absolutely. to be saved. And, uh, um, and certainly we're, we're very, very thankful for uh, that, that gentleman, whoever he was, beginning with the yep. letter R, uh, that <laughs> came right. to your class and, uh, and spoke to you about the Lord. Brother, let's, uh, let's advance a little bit now. And I, I want to uh, I want to just, first of all, as, as we speak to you this morning, you are in a wheelchair from what I understand, correct? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. I am. I'm a paraplegic. I am paralyzed from the waist down. I have no feeling, have no motor skills or anything from the waist down as of uh, the 10th of November, just last year. Well, we want, we want you to describe the events of that day and, um, and, and, and just give us your thoughts initially of, of what you thought about what was going on at the time. It, it, I know this, again, this is life altering and, and I know that, uh, it, I don't know, brother, if it's painful to go back and describe it or not, but uh, certainly whatsoever. We, we want no. to know. And, uh, and I know this can be a help to a lot of other people as well. So go ahead. Well, absolutely. So uh, there is a man who has a ministry um, of a ministry of helps, and he has been to our church many times. Um, and in the year 2020, he and I actually re-roofed our church building, um, put it all under metal roofing. 
And so just uh, earlier last year, the, um, uh, the beginning of 2021, he was contacted by a church up in North Carolina, Oxford, North Carolina, that they needed a metal roof put on their building. Um, it's a very small, very small congregation, and they did not have the, the pastor himself was not able to help, and nor did they have any men who were able to help. And so my dear friend said, well, if you all can provide the material, then he would go ahead and do, uh, for, for no love offering, nothing, um, he would do the roof. And, of course, they were able to have the money for the material, so he asked if I would come help him. So in June of last year, I went up and helped him. There are two different portions of the roof. There's a lower portion and then an upper portion. And he and I put the metal roofing on the lower portion in June of last year. But the upper portion was too high and too steep the, uh, to be able to do without a lift. And so the church needed to uh, to rent a lift. And so they were finally able to get that, the money together, and get the lift in November of last year. And so I went up uh, in the first part of November, and uh, my friend and I, we were, uh, we, we, the Lord just, I mean, we it went very, very quickly, much quicker than what we thought. And on Wednesday morning, on the 10th of November, we were just putting on the last pieces of trim work, and we'd put the, the trim on the front part of the church building, and we were going to the back part. And we had just started putting on, or we were just getting ready to put on some of the last pieces. And uh, to be honest, brother, I was about 30 minutes from being done and crawling in my car and heading back down to Charleston. And I was standing on the lower portion of the roof. In fact, I had stood the very same place on the day before and put one of the put the last panel of roofing on, and I had no problem. And went back to the hotel that night. Got up the next morning, went back, and we were working on it. And stood in the same place to put the last piece of trim on. And for whatever reason, the circumstances were uh, of a point where uh, my foot slipped. And I don't remember the fall. I remember thinking I'm going to fall. And I obviously tried to grab something. There was really nothing for me to grab, but I cut my wrist on one of the jagged pieces of metal that was already on the roof um, because I've got some scars right there on my wrist. But uh, next thing I know, I'm on the ground. There's about, oh, seven to ten seconds that I can't account for. And uh, the people, the, the couple of men who were on the other side of the roof were the where the lift was, I fell on the side where the lift wasn't. Uh, they were coming, running around the church, and the pastor himself was there, and he was saying, call 911, call 911. And I started saying, no, don't call 911, I'm fine, I'm fine. And about that time, I realized I can't feel my legs, and I can't move anything below my waist. And so, of course, they went ahead, they called 911, which was a blessing. Um, I, I said, okay, well, I need to call my wife. And so I got my phone and I called my wife and I said, honey, um, I need to tell you something. First of all, don't panic. I'm, I'm alive, but I've fallen off the roof and I'm not able to feel my legs or move anything right now. And so the ambulance is on its way. And so they, the ambulance came and took me about 30 minutes south of where I was to Durham, North Carolina to Duke Medical University, which I have been told that if I had to have back surgery, that's one of the premier places in the country to have it. And within the hour of uh, arriving at the uh, Duke Medical Center, they uh, um, put me to level one trauma 
and operated on my back. They put two titanium rods on either side of my back from uh, what well, from L10 or no T10 to L1 uh, to stabilize that. Uh, but they have told me that there was a tremendous amount of trauma to my spinal column, to spi spinal cord. It was not severed, but uh, they said that there was a, a great deal of trauma. There has not yet been a doctor told me that I would never walk again, but they basically say that it's very, very, you know, the, the chances are very slim. And, of course, they, uh, we know medical, uh, the, the medical establishment doesn't ever account for the Lord. Uh, I know there are some doctors that certainly don't discount him, but medically speaking, I will probably never walk again, but the Lord can do what he wants. He's proven multiple times in Scripture that he can do whatever he wants to whomever he wants. So if he sees fit to allow me to walk one day, I will praise him. But if he keeps me in a wheelchair for the remainder of my life, I'll praise him just the same. I'll serve him as much as I could, Amen. Uh, as much as I did before my accident. So it, it doesn't affect me once, uh, whatsoever as far as my serving the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and when people are, are listening to what your testimony is, um, you know, and, and even Pastor and I are sitting in the studio right now, and we – we're looking at each other and, you know, you shake your head and you think, you know, this is this is life altering, Pastor. It really is. So. And, yeah, um, sure. um, you know, and, and how would we how would we handle that? And brother, brother Sears, what you're saying is is such an encouragement because of the fact that uh, these things happen every day to people. They do. Sure. And um, oh, yeah. And, and I am certainly grateful uh, that you have given that, that testimony of, um, of just the grace of God. Brother, I was reading a verse this morning in uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 43. <clears throat> and I want to share this with the folks because, again, it just spoke, uh, it, and Pastor and I discussed this right before we went on the air, but it says this, brothers, here's in Psalm 43, 5. It says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope right. in God. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Absolutely. So, brother, whenever, um, whenever this happened, um, it did not change. According to your testimony, it did not change one thing with regard to your heart toward the Lord. And, None. No, sir. And a lot of people, unfortunately, if something like this happened, they would be very bitter. They would be, um, uh, they would question God as to why this has happened. And uh, brother, let me ask you, how has this affected your family specifically? Well, it uh, took my my wonderful wife from uh, just a regular wife to a full-time caregiver. And I say full-time. Um, I, I thank the Lord that the level of my injury, uh, of course, it could have it could have been it could have been anything. Had I rotated just a little bit more, I could easily have been a quadriplegic or what they call a tetraplegic. Um, and if I had even gone a little bit further back and landed more on my neck, it very easily could have ended my life. Um, I have full use of everything of, from my belly button up. Uh, my arm strength is just as good as it was. 
my my brain capacity is just as poor as it has always has been. So, uh, <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. And so I, I say that she's a full time caregiver, but uh, I, I'm able to do I'm able to do almost everything for myself. Um, and, and I'm thankful for that. I don't need her to push me around in a wheelchair. I don't need to, uh, she doesn't need to help me get in and out of bed or in and out of a chair or in and out of a car or anything like that. Um, you know, they, they taught me at rehab how to, how to deal with all of that and how to do what they call transfer from a wheelchair to a bed or a chair or a car or anything like that. And so, um, as far as my family, it, it, it changed, you know, there, there certainly are more, uh, more cares for me than my wife ever had. I, I was, you know, I would basically, I would go to the doctor once a year because I was supposed to, um, God has always given me tremendous health and I'm thankful for that. Amen. Uh, and so now, you know, obviously that has changed. Um, as far as my children, my children, my three children are already all, um, grown and out of the house. Um, and I, I believe it's impacted them just as you could imagine it would for any child. You know, they're scared for their dad, uh, but yet they, they truly do. I, I, have, a, I have a son. Um, I love him dearly, but he's away from the Lord. And I asked him at the beginning of all of this, I said, please, please don't be mad at God. And it, it makes me cry every time I talk about this. Because he looked at me and he said, I'm not mad at God because you and mom aren't. And I thank the Lord for that. Yes, sir. Amen. For for a young man who is away from the Lord can see that that this has not made uh, Rhonda or I mad at God. Yes, sir. Uh, You know, every time I meet with a new set of doctors or therapists, uh, one of the questions that you can understandably uh, comes up is, you know, do, do you feel depressed? And I, I laugh almost, you know, I chuckle and I like, oh, my word, none whatsoever. I've never been depressed a single day, not a single moment. I have shed tears, but never have I shed tears since this has happened because of what's happened. I have shed many tears because of uh, because of the outpouring of love of God's Amen. people. Amen, brother. And but I, I I can honestly say there has not been a day that I've been depressed or uh, or anything. The biggest concern that I had from the, at the very beginning was, will I still be able to pastor? And Pastor Williamson, I'm sure you can understand yes, sir, that most thought. Certainly. Will I still be able be to a pastor? Thought. And I promise you, my church resoundingly, and I know we're our church is not different than another church, but. Uh, uh, the, the folks have welcomed me and absolutely will uh, will love and have you as a paraplegic pastor. You know, I don't I don't know any paraplegic pastors, not a single one. I read an account of one of my churchmen sent me an email that he had found about a Southern Baptist pastor in Texas who was deer hunting in the deer stand, and the deer stand fell, broke his back, nearly the same condition as I. And he was back pastoring, and that was an encouragement to me. That, Amen. Okay, there Amen. is at least another paraplegic pastor out there. And you gentlemen may know of one, but I, I don't know of one, and that scared me. You know, yes, how, sir. How can I pastor in, in a wheelchair? 
and I'm glad that our, my church people I've had now because I'm, of course, you can understand it. And, and one of the biggest things that the doctors stressed to me from the very first uh, morning after my surgery is that this will be a months-long recovery. And so my church family, they're, they're patient. They know that. We've had, we've had different uh, men, men of my church who are filling in on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And uh, a retired one of, uh, here in Charleston, a retired pastor, good, good man, um, has filled in the pulpit many times. And an assistant pastor of a, of a neighboring church has filled in some. And so uh, I'm just very thankful for that. But, but I've had an opportunity now two different times. In fact, this past Sunday was my second time to be back. Uh, well, we say in the pulpit, but uh, we move the pulpit back, and I just preach open air in my wheelchair at the edge of the uh, at the edge of the platform. Amen. Um, Amen. And so had the, had a second opportunity, and I thank the Lord. The very first time that I preached, which was the first Sunday in February, uh, we had several um, of the rehab hospital that I was in up in North Charleston. Several of those folks came, in, including the the CEO of the hospital. While I was there, the CEO of the hospital came in one day just to say hello, you know, and one of the new patients of the hospital wanted to talk with me, see how I was doing. And so, you know, we, we started talking, and then I started talking about the Lord, and that I, my faith is in Christ, my faith is in the Lord. And, and he literally, for an hour and a half, Pastor Williamson, he allowed me to mm. give him the gospel. Praise the Lord. Uh, I mean, a, a busy man of a hospital, the CEO, and he stayed there in my room for an hour and a half and let me give him the gospel. When we were done, he said, I, I want to make an appointment with you tomorrow to come back. And I'm like, well, I have nowhere to go, so I'll be here. <laughs> and he came back the next day and he had some questions about the Lord and we talked again. Well, he was one of them that showed up on my first Sunday back preaching. And he, as well as three others, trusted Christ as their Savior that Bless morning. The Lord. And the Lord. I can tell you, as difficult as it sounds, if it were, if nothing else good happens out of this injury, sure. I thank the Lord that there are four people that know Christ Praise as their God. Savior because of it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. My brother, you know, your story um, has been so encouraging, and, and I don't know that there um, has been a day, if, if, if any, a couple days at all that has gone by since this has happened. Me and my wife have prayed together for you every morning and for your mm -hmm. wife and your family and just ask that. the Lord to touch you and raise you up. And, and we know that he's still able um, to get you up Absolutely. out of the wheelchair. And so we're, we're praying to that end, if it, you know, if the, the Lord so will to do it. And um, uh, brother, we uh, uh, rejoiced hearing you being back in your pulpit. And I thank God for your church. And that was part of the prayer too, that, that your church would yes, embrace you and that wouldn't affect anything. I would tell you of another pastor, and I'll send you a picture of him, but I went to Lebanon a few years ago and there was Pastor Haitham, and he was saved as a Muslim. He was in the Iraq army, fought with Saddam Hussein on his side. And anyway, he ended up hearing the gospel, getting saved, got trained, and, and Lebanon went back to Iraq and was preaching and and was attacked. They told him that he shouldn't preach no more in his church. They pulled up beside him in the vehicle, shot him and his mother, shot him up. Mm. Um, none of the ambulance, nobody would come touch him for over an hour or two, just laid there because they were 
fearful for their own lives and some Christians sure. got him, put him in the back of a truck, drove him 14 hours across the border back to Lebanon. He survived and he has started a church and he's a strong man. He was a military man, but he's paralyzed from the waist down too. And brother, he's pastoring a strong church in wow, Lebanon, loves God, a strong, vibrant preacher and just no, no ounce of bitterness in him whatsoever and just Amen. loves the Lord. So let that be encouraging to you as well. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. What a story there, Pastor. Amen. Um, I had a listener just uh, text me and, and ask me, since surgery, uh, what has what has transpired since your surgery as far as your um, actual your recovery and uh, and what they are anticipating with that? Well, uh, again, they their anticipation is that I need to learn how to function in life as a paraplegic. And I've, I've accepted that. Honestly, I've embraced that. I, I, we all know that God can do anything. I've got, I've got men in my church and ladies who are praying that I would make a recovery, that God would touch my body, that he would let me walk again to which I'm, I'm glad that they're praying that I'm certainly not going to ask them not to pray that. Amen. But I think you understand, I can't, I can't live my life saying, oh, okay, sure. God's going to do it. He's exactly. going to do it. He's going to do yes, it. He's going to do it. I, I, have right. to, I have to embrace the fact that this is where I am. And so as far as, you know, the, there there are no follow-up surgeries. Uh, I, I, of course, I have more doctor appointments now than I've had in the last very uh, mm. much any of my life. Sure. <laughs> and uh, taken more prescription medicines than I've ever, ever, ever. I've never taken prescription meds. So uh, as far as what can we anticipate? In all honesty, we can anticipate that I get stronger in my shoulder and in my upper body, and I live my life in a wheelchair. And again, I'm fine with that. And, and I, I say I'm fine with that. Um, Except I, that, I know yeah. Pastor Williamson. I know you don't know me well enough to know my background, but you know, I, I told the church the other day. You know, this isn't my character. I get mad at things that happen. I get sure. mad when I get a pimple on my face. You know, I'm like, and what in the you know. But I've not been mad, and it is the grace of God. Uh, You mentioned the grace of God earlier. At at the onset of this, my wife made a statement. She said, said, I can feel the prayers of people around the world. And and, and people around the world, missionaries and churches, have been praying for me. And and I thought to myself, what what do you mean? Because I've thought that before. People say, I can feel the prayers. How can you feel the prayers? And then she made the next statement. She said, I know that God, that people are praying for us because the grace of God is so very evident and mm, clear sure. because we have such a calmed peace. peace Amen. Yeah. I mean, the peace that be, is beyond all understanding. Amen. Both she and I, my wife is a planner. She likes to plan and plan and plan. And we can't really plan right now for what's going to happen. And she says, <clears throat> I have peace about it, and I don't understand that. And I have peace about what's going on, Mm. and I don't understand that. And it's the grace of God that he allows us to know that he's in control. What My first message, and and I don't know how much more time we've got, a couple minutes. Go ahead. Go right ahead, brother. My my first message, I preached out of Psalm 118. And in Psalm 118, we find the verse, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And we've heard that verse for years. Yes. But the verse just... Prior to that, I believe it's verse number 23, 
says, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Amen. And I said that to many, many people that they would call me and they'd text me. They would say, Brother Sears, I'm sorry about what's happened. And I would, I would answer them, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in my eyes. Well, in, in studying for the message that I preached here on 1st of February, I didn't realize all that is in Psalm 118, his mercy, that the, the first three verses talk about God's mercy over and over. Uh, we, we read about the fact that David is, he's certainly not in a wheelchair, but he's in real distress in his life. And before he says, this is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. He makes that statement, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And I can say, God knew this long before I knew it, and he prepared yes, so sir. many things. My wife and I call them but God moments. Yes. No way that it could happen, but that God knew that this was going to happen, mm. and he had already prepared things in our lives years before, all the way to the point where the church that I pastor in, the physical building, used to be a nursing home. We live in the parsonage, which is the second floor of the building, and we have an elevator to the second floor. I mean, <laughs> how, to God, how brother. <laughs> on earth could that happen except that God already knew? Amen. And so now Praise I can go up Lord. and down and I don't have to worry about how am I going to get into my house didn't on the have second to move. floor. <laughs> I didn't have to move. That's exactly right. Now, the elevator, don't don't think too much. My wife won't. She rode in at one time and she said, I'll never ride in that again. So, <laughs> so you're having to trust God in the elevator. <laughs> That's exactly right. Lord, please don't let that cable yeah. break today. <laughs> oh, amen. Brother Sears, you have been an encouragement to everyone here this morning. And um, and really, the crux of it is, Pastor, both of you, um, is that um, things that happen that are life-altering does not have to destroy, number one, our relationship with the Lord, and number two, that God absolutely has a purpose in it. And, uh, and Brother Sears, you certainly have brought that out to us this morning. This has been so encouraging, and uh, and I greatly appreciate the fact that you have taken the time to come on with us this morning and to share this uh, with Amen. us. It really has been a blessing. Um, Pastor Williamson, as is our custom, uh, yes. we always pray with those that are with us here on Wheat Among the Tares. So, Brother Sears, we're going to take a moment. We're going to, yes, Pastor's going to pray with you concerning you, your family, and the ministry there. Pastor Williamson, Amen. if you would. Yes, let's pray. Father, we love our dear brother here in the Lord, and our dear friend. Thank you, Lord, for his ministry, and uh, Lord, for calling him so many years ago and putting him in the pastorate Amen. and how you've used him, and Lord, how you're using him in this capacity. And we thank you, Lord, for the spirit in, in which he has and how he has embraced this and trust you through it for him and his wife, Lord, how they have how they have come through this trial. And I know they may have at times had some shortcomings, but we thank you for the glory of God that has, uh, Lord, gotten to yourself through this. And thank you, yeah, Lord, for how you've strengthened them and helped them all along the way and all the things that you've done that uh, we may not even know and realize on this side of eternity. Pray, Lord, that you continue to bless him, Lord, as he 
pastors, his people. Thank you for his church and his people that have rallied around him for the souls that have been saved because of this. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you continue to meet their needs and provide for them financially. Bless their church, grow their church. Lord, bless him and his wife and his marriage and his children. And Father, if it be in thy will, it is our desire of our heart, Lord, that you would raise him up out of the wheelchair, that feelings would begin to come back into his legs, and that you would let him walk again, Lord, if that be your will. And we'll thank you for it. And we thank you for this time that we've had a fellowship and rejoicing and how it so moved my heart and encouraged me, how it has strengthened me, Lord, just to uh, have this time fellowshipping with him and hearing his story. And pray now that you bless Pastor Sears again in his church and his family. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Pastor Mer- thank you very much for the opportunity. Amen. Pastor Mather Sears of Coastal Light Baptist Church, Charleston, South Carolina, has been our guest today. And uh, Brother Sears, again, we have greatly rejoiced in what we have heard. Trust that the Lord will bless you, and uh, maybe we can sometimes see you soon. Maybe you'll come visit us here at Gethsemane. We'd love to have you. Amen. That'll be, that'll be enjoyable. God bless you, my brother. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pastor, what a encouraging yes. story yes. this morning. What a dear brother in the Lord. And, you know, and I, and I think about, again, just the uh, circumstances that, uh, that occurred and uh, what an encouragement that has been to us this morning. That's the purpose of Wheat Among the Tares is to convey these stories just like they happen and uh, trust that you will pray for Brother Sears and others that we have on the program here. It's been our pleasure to have you aboard this morning. Trust that you will pray for us here at Wheat Among the Tares. Trust you'll have a good day, and the Lord bless you.